Happy on the Be Rich Podcast. I am your host, Be Rich, aka Brandon Richard. And today we're gonna to be talking about my story and what it's like living my life. Um so just to give a little, little bit of context on who I am and what I've been through, just a brief overview. My name is Brandon Richard. I am a 17-year-old man who was born in 2003 and is in his last year of high school. I have been looking at adversity here for the last few months, just briefly overviewing what adversity really does for a lot of people and how does motivation come from that adversity, right? So that's what we're going to be talking about here today. And sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So where did it all begin? Um, So I was born and raised in a small town in Moncton, New Brunswick, where many people don't even know where that is in the world, right? But some people will look at this and be like, everyone is a family here. Everyone has a pact. We are together, united as one. But I completely do not see it like that. My life has been filled with ups and downs. And obviously, I have the understanding of knowing that my life could be, it is way better than a lot of people's lives nowadays. But I have also been through a lot, a lot of struggle, a lot of adversity, going through a lot of motivation and just mostly just trying to prove people wrong here and there, right? So ever since I would say I was a little kid, I've always been dealing with a lot. I've always been dealing with a lot, right? First off, we're just going to look at, I mean, you you see me and you immediately know I'm different just by how I look. My appearance is different than any other person. Obviously, the one thing that sticks out is my hair, right? My hair is a big thing of who I am and what portrays me to be unique, right? What makes me me? So when people look at me, they immediately just think, oh, he's different. And with the, with the world that we live in today, when people are different, it is, it, is, um, it is almost habit for people who are different to be made fun of because they believe that it's easier to make fun of somebody because they're different than say something nice. But saying something nice goes a long way. So when entering middle school, I mean, we could talk about younger years, but once we get into middle school, because I can't remember half the stuff that happened in my middle school. So around seventh to eighth grade, I've, I started to open my eyes and see that life isn't fair. And I know at a young age in middle school, you're like 13, 14, but I, I believe that I matured a lot faster than a lot of people. And that was coming the last, you know, 10 to 12 months, but grade eight, I realized that there there's something going on in my life that I had to that I had to see, right? That I I had to view that I have I am different and I have to embrace that. People all around the school, you have your jocks who I believe I thought I should have been a jock, right? I'm like, "Oh man." And when you're young, you have you have to find that balance between confidence and cocky, but I can I can say for a fact that I was cocky for a good while. Using I was the I would think that I was great at sports, I was great at almost everything, right? So it went all to my head thinking that I was great. I love sports, love hockey, love basketball. Actually, at that time, I wasn't even a big basketball fan. I was just so much into hockey that the people that loved hockey back in the day were so popular. And I think that's that's something that really touched me nowadays. And I'm like, something went wrong somewhere. Seeing that people who play hockey and know a lot about hockey 
are uh, get touched by a lot more people, get connected to, get open to other people, right? So I would think it's in my head. I'm like, oh, it's just just learn a lot about hockey. That's all you need to know in life. That's that's it. You're set for life because I'm like, you go to high school, it's not different. People say it's different. It's not different. You go to college, people say it's different. It's not different. The world is, if you're good at a sport, they will continuously pay you. You will get special treatment and it will go from there. I mean, I don't I don't care what anyone says. That's how it goes. I mean, you think of college, people getting col- uh, scholarships. People have to pay tens of thousands of dollars just to get into university. But if you can throw a ball really far, you're set for life. So my mindset was always be great at sports. But then I, I looked around and seen that I have no one around me to support me besides my family. And for some people, that's all you need. Family, that's all you need, right? Some people, they, they have hundreds of friends. But in order to mature and understand life, Family is the only thing that you need. Friends will come and go, but family is the only thing you need. So through my middle school years, I'm like, oh, I just have to be great at, at a sport. And if you have any sort of sport background in middle school, you make the team. You make a softball team, soccer team. I don't know, soccer team, softball. There's other sports. I mean, there, we, had, we had hockey intramurals. We had, we did some like flag football and sports and all that. But we, we, we didn't have a lot of sport. Oh, basketball. Basketball was the other thing. And I would think, oh, man, I'm so good at basketball. I'm so good at basketball. Look at me. But then you come to the realization that a lot of people around you are a lot better. And they have the same mindset. They go, I'm the best on this team. Then then you got me saying, I'm the best on this team, right? So that cocky and, care, uh, cocky and confidence had to find that fine line. But... After that, I think high school really hit me hard. It, it hit me hard. And I would continue to say, say that. I mean, I would get into high school and I'd be like, oh, it's, it, I'm not even worried because what do I have to lose? I don't have a lot to lose. I have a lot to gain. But I didn't have that mindset. I didn't have that motivation from that get-go. I didn't have that mindset from right from high school. I'd be like, I am going to bust my tail off, work as hard as possible, prove everyone who, who doubted me wrong. By high school, I had all that confidence. I didn't. There was no cocky. There was no arrogance. It was just all confidence. And once we hit grade nine, everyone. Well, a little backstory before we hit grade nine. A little backstory here has been that everyone in middle school, going into high school, usually just stay in the same friend group, right? You know, like if you're from, if you're from the local town, you go, you you go to high school, you're friends with them, right? You go to the rich school, you're friends with them. You go here, you're friends with them. I didn't have no friends in middle school. There was, if you look at the classes, there was four guys in the class. There was a smart kid. There was the weird kid. There was me. And there was another kid who was from another country. We all, we all weren't, we all knew that once we hit high school, nothing was going to stay. Nothing was going to be the same. So we all had the understanding that once we hit the high school, everything's going to be different. And one of the girls I was really close to in middle school, she moved away. And I'm like, oh, the one person who I thought I was going to talk to a lot in high school is moving away. So once I hit high school, grade nine, I had no one. I'm talking, you go to school, you had no one to talk to. And I'm the type of person where I can talk to literally anything. You put a broom next to me and I'll start talking to the broom. I'll be like, hey, hey man, how's it going? <laughs> how's it going over there? But no, uh, I literally can't. I can't talk 
to looking around, you're like, everyone's already got friends, man. Everyone's already got friends. I don't. And the saying is, if you hit high school and you don't make friends in the first seven days, you're done. I should have been done. I you should have wrote me off. I should have been done. I still didn't have any friends, and I'm <laughs> I'm gonna reflect on this. And I know a lot of people who 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 are close to me now, and and they know this story where I'm not gonna bring up names because I don't know if I have any permission f to bring up their names. But in it was in a grade nine math class, and it was at this time I was really good at math, and I was like, man, okay. So I had the dude right next to me, and he started talking to me, just you know, like small talk, right? And that's I'm always been good at small talk, but nothing great, like nothing to solidify a conversation, to solidify a friend, friend group, and solidify a like brotherhood, right? So this dude comes out, out inside the class, and he just goes, "That kid's got a rat tail," and everyone, and I mean, I started laughing. Just it was out of context, right? And I start laughing, and and we start connecting a little bit more because we had math oh we had three classes together i think we had math english and something else in in grade nine but once we hit to english that's he would sit behind me i would sit in front of him and it, it was it was a lot of fun in that class because it was it would be all jokes and it's something that like his friend group came from another school and the people around there didn't i wouldn't say didn't like me but they didn't like me all right i'm just gonna say it like that and you started to develop this this friendship from one person where I believe I'm like, okay, I'm going to throw myself out there. And before you throw yourself out there, you have to look and go, okay, before I do that, do I talk to them a little bit more? No, I don't, I don't have a plan B. I never have a plan B. I just go from plan A. So I jump in there and try to try to make a friend and, and it gets shot. I mean, I got shot in the head. <laughs> I got shot hard. I mean, I got brutalized and right from grade 10, grade 10 and grade 11 was rough. Well, grade 11, we hit that and it was, it was Corona, right? There was the virus going on. So grade 10, grade nine, by the end of grade nine, I didn't, I still didn't have any friends. And that's one year of high school that got washed. And I'm like, great, where did I go wrong? And I went around a lot of places, but I'm unwilling to look at that. And instead of looking at it like, man, I need friends. By the end of grade 10, I would say I had a, I hit on a roll at a specific part. In, no, grade nine, sorry. In late grade nine, I, I was looking at on a roll and I'm like, yo, I can, I can do this. Uh, this isn't far off. I think I had like 84 average. I was right around it. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can do this. So you hit grade 10 and by grade 10, we had, I had the same teacher for math. I had a new teacher for English um everything else was like different i'm like i can see i can see it nowadays like looking back i'm like man this is i was in a tough spot but something happened that summer and i got and i clicked with one of those friends and i was throwing myself out there as as just somebody who's has a rat tail and that's that's always been the issue nowadays is just because i have a rat tail just i just have a rat tail i'm not brandon richard i'm not be rich i'm not Brandon. I'm not Owen. Owen's my middle name. And a lot of close people call me Owen. I'm not any of those people. When I go to school, I'm a, I'm a kid with a rat tail. That's all I am. That's all I've ever been, apparently. So anytime I go in, they, they're not like, hey, what's up, Brandon? They're like, hey, it's that kid with a rat tail. And you have that in your head constantly. Every single day you go to school and you're like, here we go again. Here we go again. Another eight hours and eight hours and eight hours. So by the time I hit grade 10, we're only in year one. And we have four years of school, and I'm like, something's got to give. Something has got to give. And I was, I was only in the beginning here in grade ten, knowing that like, 
there's still a lot to go through. There's still a lot to go like that, that that's going on, right? So we're in grade 10. I found myself with a very close relationship with one person. Uh, we had a lot of classes together and we actually started gaming online together. And that really connected a bond because when we played games, we would open up to each other, right? I would open up and there's times where I'd open up and I would literally get frustrated because how my life was going. And I was unwilling to tell anyone. I wouldn't tell anyone. People would be like, how's your day? Oh, good. Move on. Because they don't, they don't care. That's the saying. They don't care. No one cares how your day is going. When somebody asks how your day is going, you know right off the get-go, seeing who it is, and you go, yeah, they don't care. Or yeah, they do care, right? So when he asked me, how is, I don't know if he's going to remember this, but like when he asked me, how's my day? Like, how is it going? I, I answered the question, good. And I ended up saying, I got to be right back. And I walked out and I was, I was ready to, to tear up. I was ready to cry. And it was just knowing like, this is the one person that, that actually cares. This is somebody that actually cares about me, cares about what I'm doing and cares about what my future is. So my back was up against the wall in grade 10. I had one friend and I know that's all you need one friend, right? But like, I only had one friend, I had family and I had a dream. My dream was, to, I, I honestly really wanted to hit our honor roll, just knowing like I had another person that I talked to frequently and, and that person had like, I don't wanna bring grades up, but I'm going to, that person had like a 94 average and I'm over here with an 84 average and I'm like, man, what, what do I got? What, what's gotta give for me to get to that level? I didn't understand the grind at that time. I didn't know what it would take. I didn't know the work that had to be put in. But just seeing, hey, they're at 93, I'm at, I'm at eight, or 94, I'm at 84. There's a huge difference. But there honestly isn't because I wasn't working as hard as possible. I wasn't working, I wasn't put, putting in the work day in, day out. Honestly working every single day just to get to that end goal. Because my end goal, I set my sights a little bit low. I was, at first it was 94 and then I was like, oh, well, let's just get to 85 first. So by second term in, in grade 10, I got the 85 and I'm like, okay, we're good. We're, we're good. So then I would start to settle a little bit. And that's, that's, I hate that from people, but I, I never realized it for myself, right? I never realized for myself when I settle. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I'm good. I can kind of just take a backseat role and, and relax at school, like, you know, play online, do games, don't do a lot of homework here and there, and then I'll be good. And that was the biggest issue. Like, I didn't understand the grind that you had to put in. I didn't understand the work that you had to put in every single day to know through and through that you've earned it. That 80, I'll say right now that 85 in grade 10 may have been a fluke. It was a fluke. I think it was. And I had a friend that was right next to me, and it was... It was second term grade 10. And that close friend, it was something was going on. And I could tell, like, he was acting different. And I was like, it ain't me. So I could tell that somebody, it, like, something was going on. And I'm like, this isn't good. So I found out that he was not doing well. Emotionally, mentally. And as I found that out, I found out that one of my family members was not doing good emotionally and mentally. So I'm over here trying to feed for that one friend and also trying to feed for that family member knowing that both of them may be depressed and both of them may be on their like they might be on their last day not knowing will I have 
one last family member or will I lose that one friend the next day? That, I mean, uh, when I say that, that one friend, I mean, that's it. If he would, if he would have been gone, that's it. I would have lost it. I wouldn't be able to handle myself because with grade 10 being like that, I had no one else that actually cared. That was it. So by the end of grade 10, I had to battle that. I had to battle looking at myself in the mirror and being like, who am I? And that's what comes from the adversity, right? So my, the first half of this right now is just going to be my adversity story. Then we're going to be kind of compiling all of it and turning it to the motivation, inspiration, then leaving behind that legacy. So that adversity that I'm battling right now, a big problem with my life was friends. Now that I have that friend, I, I can't, I can't lose him. I literally can't. I, it, it would drive me nuts. So I would do everything in my power heading into grade 11 to help him every single thing. I mean, I would help him with schoolwork. I would, I would play games with him whenever he wanted to, whenever, right? But that took a hit on me. And I never realized that 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 hit would be tough on me. I wouldn't see that, man, this this is, I'm not doing good until late grade 11. So the first two semesters of grade 11, I was doing 60s. Reminder, I'm an 80 student at the time, and I'm doing 60s, 70s. Uh, two classes, foundations, I'm a great math student. I had 50-something in foundations at the time, and you could be like, hey, that, I mean, you might not be ready for the class. I knew, look, I know looking back, I, I probably could have got like 80 in the class. But because I put all my time and spent and unwilling to balance everything, taking the test half tired because I played up last night playing games with him to make sure he's not, he's happy to know that like through and through I've done everything, I've done everything in my power to make sure that he is still here the next day. So... In grade 11, both semesters were tough. And as soon as the corona hit, that's that's when maturity really hit. That's when you look at it and go, I've got to change. And working day and night during corona, I would work at Superstore day and night every single day, seven days a week, barely getting a day off, getting off at like 10 p.m., playing online till like 3 a.m., and then going back the next day at like 8 you, uh, I mean, that really opened up my eyes for a visualization of like the grind that you have to put in. Like I could see myself putting in the work day and night, day and night, day and night, right? I could see myself working and working and working and I could see my potential. And that's always been a word to me. What is my potential? But working those days and nights, I believe that my potential was gone. I, there is no potential. Like my potential is, I, I don't like that word nowadays because now you're putting a ceiling on somebody that you don't know what their ceiling is. You don't know how, you don't know how good they will be. So working that day and night, day and night, grade 11, I'm, I literally didn't pass a single test, never passed one test in grade 11. So grades were something that I had to deal with every single day. I, I would come home and be like, tomorrow's a new day, but unwilling to realize that. I'm not putting in the work. I'm not understanding the grind that you have to put in every single day, the time that you have to put in every single day. Uh, didn't, I, did, I barely passed two courses. I honestly, looking back, feel like I should have failed those two courses because I didn't work hard. I didn't earn that 60% that I got. So heading into the grade 12 year, it was all, uh, I got to do this better. I got to do that better. Using that motivation of knowing that grade 11 year circling it. I had it circled at my desk, my failing 
test of my math. I had it on my desk every single day looking at that and saying, this will never happen again. I will not let this happen again. I will not let this happen. I will not fail. Beginning of grade 12, I took my, uh, I took my driver's test. Failed. Failed. I felt let down. I felt I let the family down. I felt I let the people around me fit down because I told them I will never fail another test in my life. And I failed that driver's test. I felt let down because, I mean, I, I, everything that I was telling myself, I got, I'm doing better. I'm doing better. I wasn't. I wasn't doing better. I wasn't putting in the work. So around October 2020, I was looking around and seeing that, like, my back is up against this wall. I, you literally can't go back any further unless you're failing courses. And I, my, my mother will not let me fail any courses. So my back was up against this wall. I knew that I had to do better. I knew that I had to, I had to work harder than anybody at that school. I had to, I had to do anything, anything in my power to, to accomplish the dreams that I had. And I, and I had that 85, but like, I, once again, looking back, I didn't earn it. Right. So I, I had to, I had to do something. I had to earn it. So heading into the grade 12 year, I took my friends to a backseat, my friend, sorry, not plural, my friend to a backseat role, told him I was moving, which I, I was moving, but like it didn't take three months to move, right? So I was moving and that, and, and that kind of set aside something that I have three extra hours at the nighttime, willing to work, do homework till 12 o'clock and, and then go to bed, create a sleep schedule so that I'm sleeping eight hours every single day using all of what's built up every single thing since grade nine having no friends failing tests un unwilling to work no grind failing to see my potential continuously letting down my family continuously letting down my friend continuously letting down myself let that all build up and when i went to school i was angry i was i was pissed off because i knew that i i have to i was i have to do better it's not a, I will, I have to, because if I don't, this is your last year of school. You're going to, you're, you're going to regret this for the rest of your life. So I have to do better. Having that on my shoulders every single day, knowing walking in, I had business, um, organization and management first period, second, uh, first period, first semester, walking in that class and I'm going, I'm acing this class. I, I have to, I have to ace this class. So the next class I had marketing. And I, I was pretty upset in that class because I wasn't doing well at a specific point, but then something switched. And, and when people say, oh, like something switched, I just switched. No, because something caused that switch. And for me, it was, I had a bad grade on one of the tests there. I think I had a 65% on one of the quizzes. And I'm like, oh no, I'm not, I, I, I can't go back. So I would use that motivation from my parents, my mother and my father, who has always supported me on my back saying you can do better did you do your best and i would say i would always say yeah yeah i did my best yeah 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 I, I never did my best i never did my best but this grade 12 year i did my best i threw it all i threw that ball as as far as i could just trying to work as hard as possible not knowing how hard i can work but trying to get there working every single day so then when it came to report card time you start to sweat you're like i've done everything I, I've done everything, and if I still fail, I don't. Something's got to give. I don't know. Like that was my mindset. Something had to give. So I put my friends, my gaming, my sports to the side. I barely watched any basketball. Barely watched any hockey. 
So, and that, that's a, that's a big thing in my life. You take that away. Like Corona did, I was, I was lost, but in my choice, I took hockey and basketball away. I took those two things that I love. I cherish. I mean, the two things that I love is my family. Then sports is a close second. They know that they, they know I'm a big sports guy. I'll stay up till 3am watching sports, but I took that away to create a sleep schedule for me to work hard every single day. So with no friends, no, no friends, no time to spare. I had to work hard doing, uh, doing everything. So by the time I hit report card day, I, I knew, I knew it that I did good, but I didn't know how good. So that's when I started to get nervous because I started putting on that ceiling. Once again, that I was talking about, start putting on that ceiling of, okay, but how good did I do? Did I really do my best? And then once you start getting those disturbing thoughts into your head, it's over, you're done. So I started having those disturbing thoughts that I had in grade 10 or in grade 11. And that's when I start to snap out of it. Continuously to talk about the grade 12 first semester, taking everything to a backseat role, realizing, mature, maturing more or less of that, I don't need no one's help, Right. I mean, I, people need help, but in, in my mind, I'm like, no one's going to help me. I need to do this on my own because then you build that frustration, understanding that you have everything to gain, nothing to lose here because your back's up against the wall. You can't go further back than the wall unless you go through the wall, which <laughs> have fun doing that. But my back's up against the wall. And if I have someone's help, I'm going to regret that. So having no one's help all by myself, I grab that report card and I see that there's an 88 on it on their average. So you see 88. I was at 84. So now I've created this understanding that I'm almost at a 90. So as we head to the final term of grade 12, I look at the average and I'm like, I am so ready. I am aggressive. I am mad. And I am prepared to get a 90 average. And if I don't, I don't. But you know, every single day I put in that work and I cannot say, yeah, this is where I went wrong. I cannot pinpoint every single thing where I went wrong. Now, if I look back and watch everything back, I can probably understand it. But when you throw everything out there, throw it balls to the walls, that is when you know you've done it all. So now we take a look at... So now we're going to take a look at the um, the influence I've had, uh, people's had on me. So one of the biggest influence that people have had on me is... Um, we're going to start with the celebrity is um, Kobe Bryant. Kobe was one of, if not, yeah, probably one of the greatest basketball players to ever play basketball. He had the greatest mindset, the greatest mentality, named after the Mamba mentality of that he would work harder than everyone. And no one was, no one would work harder than him. I can guarantee you that. He would go into work four or five hours early, go work out. He would work it. He had a different mindset than everyone. He had all these quotes that are like, if you're not winning, then you're losing. If you're not process, if I, ca I can't process failure because that's not, that's not how it works. Because that, that's, that is failure. And, and also, then he would go on to talk about how failure doesn't exist because people like to say, oh, I'm a failure. I'm a failure because I failed this and that. But failure doesn't exist because if I'm not good at something, for example, Math. If I'm not good at math on the first day, but by the fifth day, I'm a little bit better. How is that failure? That's an improvement. That just shows that I've gotten better. 
Failure is people's precip- precipitation of saying that I give up. And giving up is one of the worst things you can ever do in life. So after Kobe, after listening to Kobe's podcast, listening to him talk, his motivational speeches of saying that no one will outwork me. And even if you try, you won't. Because I'm the guy. I am the bar. And you cannot go higher than the bar because I am, I'm the best. And he had that mindset of that if he's hurt, if he's injured, that doesn't matter. He's still going to work. He talks about a story in 2000 of where Vince Carter was tearing the league up for the Toronto Raptors and Kobe Bryant's back was jack, jacked. He couldn't play, but he didn't want to miss that game because Vince Carter was one of the best in the league, right? And Kobe was on a great team. So the perception of that, Kobe sitting out the game, oh, Kobe's ducking Vince. Well, Kobe doesn't duck nothing. So I want to look at myself and be like Kobe and not duck anything, face my fears, have that understanding that if, if I do go down, I'm not going down without a fight. I will not I will not quit. I will work harder than you. And if you can play basketball better than me in the first day, in the fifth day, I'm, I'm going to be better than you in that fast. I will work harder and better than you that fast. So after after Kobe, I looked at my father. My father is one of the biggest influences on my life, and he. This is when we come come to the understanding of looking at the inspiration. Uh, Kobe said had a great like the influence and inspiration is almost the same thing, but the influence that they have had on me, the inspiration that they created to leave behind a legacy, such as Kobe, such like my father, where my father has just always been himself. He's always been himself and put other people in front of him. But that's what I've taken away of him being himself because no matter if I see him talking to a dude, at, uh, a guy at work, he, he carries himself like he carries himself as a father. He doesn't change anything. So when I go to school, why should I change who I am for the people at school? Why not just be myself? Why not just be the person that I am today? Why change from the person I am at school and be miserable but get a higher grade than be at home and be actually enjoying everything that's going on. So my dad's always told me to be yourself, you know, chase your, uh, go for your dreams and fight your fears and all that. But, you know, being yourself has really touched me. So the essential question of the day, the essential question of the podcast today is how can motive, how can, geez, I can't even speak. I've been speaking for too long. How can motivation from adversity, create a legacy of inspiration where I, I think how, um, how you got to create a, an environment around you of creating something that no one else has done. You have to be creative because like if you look at Kobe, nobody, nobody was that hardworking. So he's like, I'm going to use my hard work. And leave something, leave behind a legacy. Look at my father who, you know, some would say he's just a random dude working at Loblaws. But he's he's been himself and he used his strengths to create an environment that everyone around him and everyone after him will like. Use those personality traits. Use your strengths. For me, I would love to use my speaking and listening skills as a strength to leave behind a legacy. If I can create a podcast for fun, I would love to do that. If I can, as I'm going into marketing with sports, I can talk about sports. I can, I can do all those business maneuvers and mathematical equations with that back background in math. Uh, 
and also have that background in sports. Um, so you got to use those strengths. You got to use those your personality strengths, right? To to the the best of you. I, I can't even speak. Man. To the best that you can, right? So I know for my mother, she's always put everyone in front of her. That's just who she is. I don't care what anyone says. That's just who she is. So looking back, looking in hindsight, that's what she used. She used her, she might be a shy person, but she used the the trait that put everything in front of herself to leave behind a legacy. So you got to choose your strength and be unique with it. Because if everyone had a great mentality, no one would look at that and be like, that's my inspiration. Because everyone, everyone would be the same. So you have to be unique and be creative. For my brother, he's... He's different. He is. He's, he's different. And you could say that, and I know he's been picked on his entire life. He'd be a great person to talk about all this, but he, he's different. And he stays true to who he is. And some people can look at that and go, I want to be just like Jordan. I want to be just like him because he's different. Because he stays true to who he is. Now, if everyone stayed true to who they are, and even though they went through adversity and stayed true, you everyone wouldn't look at that and be like, I want to be like that person. But Jordan, after everything he's been through, bullying, depression, everything he's been through, he's still here. He's still fighting. He's still the person that he is today. He might be dorky. He might be weird. He might be a nerd. But he is Jordan. That's what makes him Jordan, right? And some people just fail to realize that. And they go, oh, well, I, I'm a jock. And... And I play football, and that's who I am. But if everyone played football, once again, if everyone played football, you wouldn't be an inspiration. I feel like it comes more from a lot of people don't inspire people who play sports. If you're great at hockey, you're not just an inspiration because you play at hockey. You might be an inspiration to people that play at hockey and try to be a better centerman or a better goalie. But when you look at being a person yourself, using motivation to deal with adversity it doesn't come from hey i'm gonna deal with my my adversity how uh by winning face-offs that's just not how it is you can be like i got a photo of Sidney crosby right in front of me and i'll be like Sidney crosby is a leader i'm gonna be a leader and they're gonna be like how are you gonna do that well i'm gonna be a leader dealing with my adversity to showing that i will stand for my ground i will stay true to who i am and it will set an example for the next generation as they get bullied or as they get picked on. They have to stay true to who they are and stand their ground. Simple as that. Like, That's why when you look at inspiration and leaving behind a legacy, it's, it's very great. It's, it's amazing to look at every single person's story because everyone has a different story. It's amazing to see what the world that we live in and how our, how our little actions in the world that we live in today can affect the future. That's what's amazing about this podcast. We can talk about that. We can talk about the little things. For me, it's dealing with my schoolwork, dealing with the regrets that I had. That, that little bit, dealing with the regrets that I had. And I know it was probably dreadful listening to my schoolwork, listening to everything that went through. But listening to all of that, you can hear and visualize what went down. And then hearing me come back and, and fight for my dreams and and if you fight for your dreams, your dreams will fight for you and all of that, right? They can see that and go, okay, so I like him because he knows where I, I, I like Brandon. I want to be like Brandon. I want to be like Be Rich because he went through with everything. He, he was willing to fight. He, he, he was not willing to go down without a fight. And for a period of my time, I was willing to go down without a fight. But now 
But now seeing where I went wrong and understanding that, that's what makes me who I am today. Maturing over time and changing the way that I live because of school, that's what what's great about it. That's what people will look at me and be like, I want to be like him. But I think that's going to do it for today. Um, I know it's a little short little podcast, but we'll be back for episode two with a special guest episode on Sunday night. So I'll see you guys there and uh, have yourself a great night. See ya.